0: This episode is powered by denmeditation.com with locations in Los Angeles that normalize meditation and make it available to all. Though meditation is the primary focus, the bigger goal is for people to understand and love themselves, thus creating more harmony in the community at large. To find out more about Den Meditation's teacher training programs, retreats, and all things Den Meditation, go to denmeditation.com. Hello, this is Tal, and welcome to Den Talks. I'm really excited. Today we have Jordana Brewster with us, who's an actress, which you may know her from the Emmy Award winning show American Crime Story The People vs. O.J. Simpson, ABC's Secret and Lies, Fox's Lethal Weapon, or The Fast and the Furious. She's beautiful inside and out, and she is so raw here today. She actually really talks about the struggle she's had from anxiety and feeling isolated and how meditation has really helped her open up with that. But she's also really honest with the fact how motherhood actually made her take a step back and how she's struggling to really get back onto her spiritual path and make sure that she's teaching all of these things that she's learning every day to her children. Look, it's stressful being a mom. I can attest to that. And so this is a really lovely conversation about how anxiety can really make that a harder job than it has to be so i hope you guys take a listen and don't forget at the end she does a personal practice she has a beautiful passage from buddha that you are gonna love welcome to den talks i'm so excited to be here with jordana brewster today um, who's an actress, and you've probably seen her in Fox's *Lethal Weapon*, ABC's *Secret and Lies*, Emmy Award-winning *The People vs. O.J. Simpson*, and *The Fast and Furious*. I'm so excited to chat with you today because just to have someone from my old world of Hollywood, where we can talk <laughs> about really what bringing meditation to it has changed for you, and kind of navigating it. I just I can't wait, but I also want you guys to know she's also mama of two boys, a wife, and I really do love the fact that she's going to have a very practical point of view on why meditation or spirituality or changing your perspective can really help you day-to-day with stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. So welcome. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. No, of course. I'm so glad like, to have you because I do feel like it is so important to just talk about everyday pressures and what we do about it. So I want to start, mm-hmm. like. when did you start meditating? I started meditating about eight years ago.
1: So I've been meditating for a while. And before I had kids, I had a, a twice a day, like 20 minutes on the seat, like practice, which was amazing and and kind of like settled me. And it's the kind of meditation where you can do it anywhere. Like I'm often doing it in my car. So it's, it's very, again, it's just practical because I tried the like, look at the flame and like focus on your breath. And all of those <laughs> meditations would give me so much anxiety. Interesting. That the only ones that, the only one that really worked was was Vedic meditation, which is very similar to TM. Yes.
0: I tried to explain that to people all the time. They're like, no, it's TM. I'm like, no, it's, it's just it's it's, the idea yeah, of a launch. I mean, I learned TM also, so I get it. Yeah. Um, what turned you to it? Why did you seek it out? What made you want to even learn to meditate in the first place? I felt like my
1: anxiety was... My, my, I have I have pretty bad anxiety, and um, when I was younger, it was a little bit of OCD, a little bit of social anxiety, just kind of feeling very in my head, and I overanalyzed situations, and so it just got to the point where a couple – this was before meditation was, like, trendy, and so I heard a couple of people talking about it and how it would just kind of give them space, and it just was a relief, and um, I met with this teacher, Amelie Grieven, who – Described it to me and she kind of described it as like just kind of like a settling in that happens and that was so appealing to me and and it was like a two day two days of, of instructions and um, and I kind of my, my mantra is they always call it like this charming word that you just follow easily and Mm -hmm. ease was what it was about because I've always like tried so hard my whole life like tried hard anxiety like don't make me more
0: anxious yeah (laughs) I
1: and 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 it was just one thing where it was just it was almost like I love this analogy where someone's like you know your mind is like walking a dog all day like you're trying to like you're watching your thoughts and you're controlling what you do and you're you know counting your steps you're like just making sure it behaves totally and like when you have kids (laughs) that's even more amped up so so meditation to me is like letting the dog off a leash for 20 minutes. And it's just like- That's such such a lovely
0: way to say it. So being the fact that meditation was not kind of commonplace in that sense back then, how high was your anxiety to the point that's what you're like? I'm assuming at that point, you've probably tried therapy. You probably, right? Oh, and I love therapy. And
1: therapy, like I still, I've seen my therapist for the same one for like- uh, we're going on like 15 years, probably. Ooh, it's like that's yeah. a heavy duty relationship. It is. At this point, <laughs> she's almost like a life coach. She's like, Joanna, I just like, honestly, I don't, I don't mean to like upset you, but I'm going to be really honest right now. And I'm like, do
0: it. But those Lisa. are the ones you want to work with. Oh, totally. Because I find like, I've struggled with therapy sometimes because I like, all of a sudden we're just having really interesting conversations, but I'm like, just tell me where I fucked up and how I can mm-hmm. like fix it. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. want someone and to just like call you on your shit? Totally. Sometimes. And my
1: therapist is a mom and she just like, she helps me so much with my marriage. I've been married t- for like 11 years now. And I, I swear, like, I would be divorced if not
0: for her. I think most people would be divorced if they don't have someone kind of guiding them. and remind, I mean, relationships are hard. Yeah. Partnerships are hard, period. But so talk to me about what was it? Did you feel like that your anxiety was like, was it at an all-time high that all of a sudden you're looking for something new and different? Like, why were you reaching for something It was at an else?
1: all-time high. And I also felt like it was, I just was kind of secluding myself like well first it became physical like I remember one day being in the shower and and just feeling this like it almost felt like a hand was coming up my neck and like grabbing the base of my skull and like that's how because my shoulders were always like this and I just was kind of always bracing myself for something um and so it was it was part of partially that partially physical and then also just the sense of like not being open to the people around me, always like doubting, you know, people's intentions and always thinking everyone, you know, only my family was safe and that's partially my upbringing and what my parents believe and how I like just we're a was bubble. raised. Yeah. We're a little bubble. And you know, it's also part of being a Latin American family. Like we're Brazilian and this is our, this is a, like our family of four is where nobody it's safe fucks with us. no one yeah. ventures out. Yeah. So I had to sort of counter program that,
0: Now, were you Um, always – so you were raised that way. So you were kind of always had that mindset. mm -hmm. And I can only imagine, like, you entered Hollywood pretty early, like a young age. I did. And you did Fast and Furious at 18, was
1: it? I did Fast and Furious at 18, and I started working at 15.
0: Right. So that's Mm – I mean, that's tough. That's, like, young. So especially if you have a mindset like that, and then you go into – as much as I love our industry and I'll still refer to it as ours, like it's not one that can always be trusted and it's not no. one that gives you, let's say the touchy feelies, like it can be really gnarly. Mm-hmm. So talk about that. Did that escalate it? Do you think that was like compounding it for you?
1: Um, You know, I, I think I'm so, so lucky that I started when I did um, at 15 because I didn't know any better. Oh, interesting. I think now I overthink things way more than I used to. And I, um, Like, I I have the tendency of, like, looking at something that's relatively small and then making it so much bigger. Like, there's a project that I kind of want to do. And I'm like, oh, my God, if I don't do this project, that means I'm a stay-at-home mom and I'm never going to (laughs) work again. And... My husband's gonna be the breadwinner. Like I'll just like create
0: her this agent's huge in the room thing. and is laughing her ass off right now, just like, so people know.
1: I'll just create these like doomsday scenarios.
0: Um and all of a sudden your entire world revolves around the access of this small project. Like it has the ability th- to change a everything. thousand
1: percent. Right. And 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 Liz, who who I work with, who's also like
0: She's the same language. No, she
1: a thousand percent is. And she speaks the same language. She's always like, you know, not everyone's on the same schedule and not everyone's interpreting it in the same way you are. But I do find that this this business has the has a way of skewing things. Um, which is why I think it's always so important to have something else, which is why I think earlier on it was so healthy for me because I had school. And so I was never basing my identity on one or the other. Right. Now I am more because I love the fact that I'm a working mom. So if, if I'm not working, like I, then I don't what really you? know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm uh, I'm becoming a soccer mom. And I'm like, you know, um, uh, micromanaging my kids. And so I find it like the business could never be as tough on me as I am on myself, which is another reason I need meditation. No,
0: for sure. I mean, we talk a lot about here about identity and self-identity and the trick, and it's difficult, and it sounds like you're in the middle of it, which is great because I can't wait to pick your brain about it, is always how do you self-identify with you, like the 10 layers deep or 100 layers deep, not the outside, because that's what happens. It's like when all of a sudden you don't have a job for a little bit, then you're like, who the fuck am I? Mm-hmm. Or if all of a sudden you're overworking, you're like, well, now I'm this person. And it's like, but that shit comes and goes. So who are you without it? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's kind of where you're on now, like still figuring that out? Or do you feel like you have a better sense through like the years of meditation?
1: Um, I think I had a better Sense. I had a really good grasp on everything and I was feeling super calm. And then,
0: and then I became a mom and then I was like, whoa, so interesting. <laughs> that's so yeah. interesting. So let's back up before you became a mom. Cause that's actually interesting that it changes because I get it. I went through the same thing. Um, so you started meditating because of you were just high, all time high of stress and anxiety. Was mm-hmm. there anything that triggered it or no, it was just growing.
1: Nothing true. I mean, it was just, it's also like, it, things not working anymore, you know, like, like being in therapy for years and overanalyzing things and questioning, questioning everything. Like after a while, it was like, you know what, I just need to not outsource my problems quite as much, which is something else that I love to do, but I kind of need to like, I always knew that I needed to center and like kind of. It sounds so cliche, but like find the answers within. No, or but I, settle but, down. And you say you
0: always knew that. Like you always had that feeling.
1: Like that. Yeah, that intuition's there. I feel like because I have this sort of um, this this habit of of asking everyone else like oh what do you think what should I do what do you think of this and what should I do and which is also a horrible habit to have as a mom because I realize my boys are exposed to that um when I know the answer because if someone's giving me something I don't want to hear I'm always like well whatever like I I know what the answer is so it was just about settling in and and there's nothing better than knowing like because part of part of what Vedic meditation is is also like knowing that consciousness is everywhere and God is everywhere, and there was something so beautiful about that versus having grown up, you know, Catholic and thinking, "Oh, I've talked to a priest, or I have to confess, right. or God is up there." And I have act, to act this
0: way for God to love me.
1: Yeah. So it was just so comforting. It just, it just, it, for for a little while, it gave me so much comfort, and that's kind of what I'm.
0: Saying Did it again. happen um, quickly? Like, was that result fast for you? It was so fast.
1: It was insanely
0: fast, and I remember one of the. One of the
1: big markers for me was was that like I would go to work and I would always be very, um, again, in my head and to myself. And I just remember one day going to work after meditating for a couple of months and just being so calm and so open to everyone else's experience. And people all of a sudden started like telling me more about themselves and like sort of unloading on me in terms of like their stories and their problems. And I had heard that that happens to meditators a lot because for some reason your energy invites that. And it, it was, it just felt so much better to live that way.
0: Was that something you were craving? Like, were you aware that you were craving it before and kind of not know it? Were you like, Yeah,
1: I don't think I knew that I was craving connection in that way.
0: Um, did you, did you just describe yourself? Like I'm just an introvert and I like it kind of, did you just accept it?
1: Yeah, I just accepted it. And I think it was also kind of built in because when I was at school, I was older than everyone else and I had been working. So I kind of secluded myself then. And then when I was at work, I was a student. So I I always had this sort of weird identity where I I wasn't fitting in entirely. Um, but that's also like a, a way of protecting yourself.
0: You know what I mean? And what do you feel like? So it's amazing. So you started having these beautiful personal connections. How do you, do you feel like it did help you with your anxiety and did shift? It did.
1: Because you're not so, you just don't take everything so personally, Mm -hmm. you know, I think because in addition to meditation, I also go to knowledge meetings. I I also study with Jeff Kober, um, who's out here in Studio City. And he's, he's amazing. He's this, he's also an actor, but he's been meditating for, for many, many years. And he also talks about it on a very practical level. Um, and when I don't go to these knowledge meetings, which is like just meditators every Sunday, you know, asking questions about meditation and then meditating together. When I don't do that, I listen to his recordings. Um, but I completely, I, would, I went off on a tangent and now I forgot.
0: No, you I, were talking about like how it changed your, what else, however else it helped you and how it brought your anxiety down.
1: Yeah. It's, it's this idea of not taking, every little thought or every little piece of anxiety, every little thing seriously and realizing like, Hey, there's just thoughts like they're going to come and go. Like, right. It's okay. That's not. Yeah. So in a way, Isn't it amazing it's, how that
0: shifts your life, just that it's such a simple idea mm-hmm. that should, in theory, be not so difficult to grasp. So it feels like if you write it on paper, that's a very simple thought. Mm-hmm. But it is one of the hardest things for people to get is you are not your thoughts. You are mm-hmm. not your emotions. And it's amazing, like what you're describing now, the minute it clicks, how it just shifts so much. Yeah, it really does. And so then, and I get this, excuse me, <clears throat> but like, then you became a mom. Yeah, <laughs> well, actually, but then did you meet your husband around then? Like, do you think that helps you meet your partner?
1: No, I actually started meditating.
0: You guys were and, again. and he'll often
1: say, "Like, babe, just go meditate, please." <laughs> um, but he's he's a really calm guy. I'm really lucky. It's um,
0: interesting. That's what you were seeking out too. So yeah, it's nice
1: for sure. Uh, so I, I started meditating probably married for eleven years. So like three or four years into our marriage, I started meditating,
0: and I've did you like, see I, the difference?
1: He did, yeah. Again, it goes in it goes in waves, but he does. He does. And I yeah.
0: Yeah. The fact that he threatens you, like, please go meditate. You know, he clearly sees some sort of benefit. So then you became a mom. Mm -hmm. Now look, I get this better than anything. I talk about it all the time. I became a mom and opened a business pretty much all at the same time. Oh my gosh. And so people used to always be like, oh my God, are you so zen? You must be so zen, that must be so relaxing, you must meditate all the time. And I was, by the way, a shell of myself at that point. And I was always really honest about it. I'm like, my practice went to shit when we first, ironically, when we first opened. But it's almost like doing so much to make sure everybody else could have practice. Mm-hmm. Mine went to shit. And I always say like, even if I just became a mom, I think it would have been really hard because you're giving so much, in the, especially in the beginning, mm-hmm. you give so much of yourself that if you have any seconds to yourself, you usually just kind of need to breathe. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's like sleep, sit there, whatever it is. So I totally get how becoming a mom weirdly when you need it the most is when mm-hmm. you kind of lose your way mm-hmm. um, so talk about that cuz i know you've hinted at it a and few also, times now
1: also when you when you want to model the best behavior for your kids you know it's it's like that's when i you need meditation the most um, but but what i what i noticed that is that as a so so when i became a meditator i also shifted from like realizing again it's about ease it's about like synchronicity, like all of a sudden, like coincidences would happen. And I'd be like, holy shit, this person's calling me. Like that means something. Or I would see things. You'd actually
0: see them and yeah. under- and see their gifts.
1: But otherwise I'd be like too far up my own ass, like to see, because I'm like stuck in my head and my problems and da, 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 um, But, but so the other thing that shuts off when you become a meditator a little bit more is that need to control and that need to plan and that mm-hmm. need to, um, like, all those, like, executive functioning skills, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but then when you become a mom, you need those again. Because it's, like, you need to figure out what kid, what school your kid's going to go to. You need to figure out their schedule. You need to figure out their nap time. You need to juggle so much, especially if you're working at the same time. Um, so I felt like I needed to – I kind of reverted back to, like, my type A, controlling and, – and, like, controlling what I can't – like, I can't control my kids. Like, right.
0: Like, like, they're... You can control their certain things, but you can't... Certain it's things, It's like, it's but, letting go of the expectations with whatever you're putting out there, which I think really, is the key. Yeah.
1: Which is really hard. hard. And especially when you take it so personally. Like, Julian is a...
0: So my, how old are your my kids? My
1: oldest. Julian's five, and Rowan is two. So you're um, in it. And
0: in it. <laughs> you are and in and it.
1: Julian's basically me when I was younger, like when I didn't have a girl, I thought, Oh my God, amazing. Like, I don't have to, like, I don't have to try to like, hide my my neurotic behavior. Like it's going to be fine. Like I don't have to pretend that I don't care about how I look. Like it's all good because I have a boy. So it's going to be easy.
0: Right. That's so interesting that like psychologically we feel like women are the only ones who take these things on. But Julian is, is taking it on.
1: He's taking it (laughs) on. He's like very concerned about what he's wearing all the time. He wants to like look a certain way. He's, very wary of situations. And he always says like, mommy, I don't trust that person. And he never wants to try new things. And like, I've been given the advice of, of you know, to um, try to point out the good things to your son, try to have more fun, try to be lighter. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what like this is exactly what I need to work on for myself and now I need to do it for my kid and therefore I will do it.
0: And do you feel like that has been your issue? Do you feel like you go a little bit to the negative even through them? Oh, a thousand percent. Them?
1: Like those grooves are so like Deep. set in my brain that, that meditation helps a ton and meditation helps a ton in terms of just trusting the universe and yeah. letting go. But I feel like if I don't have a practice that affirms that on a daily basis, I'll just revert back to like, okay, what can I control to make sure that the world doesn't end?
0: It's so interesting because we were just talking about this actually in here about how if with parenting especially, if there was the ability, and it's very difficult, of taking a more broad emotional consciousness stance to it, like understanding how you're teaching a child their emotional Mm -hmm. consciousness, there would be a different people would probably behave differently with their children or teach them different things. So Mm -hmm. like for instance, one of the things I do which – Now, my husband, who can be pretty negative himself and was raised that way, laughs, but he now does it. Like, my child's obsessed with flying. Like, obsessed, loves it. Like, if I tell her we're getting on a plane, she, like, doesn't even want to go to sleep because she's like, are we going it? Are we going it? And part of it is because he hates traveling so much because it was ingrained in him. I'm like, that is not happening from before she could even speak any time we traveled. I was always like, it's travel day. Like right. so excited and just making it into like the best adventure. And now it's it's actually really funny to see because she was like, when are we going to the airport station? Are we going now? Can we go now? Are we going on the plane? Are we going up? Is it a big plane? I want a big plane. Like she's wow. obsessed with it. And I know that's not just because she like was born. I know it's because I really made a point of being like, we're going to make her fucking love travel. Like, That's I don't amazing. want her to be the person where, because it stresses so many people out. Yeah. And like, travel sucks. We know that. Like, if your plane mm-hmm. gets to later, you have to drag your bags and this and that. But I was like, I don't want it subconsciously getting in her brain that, like, going to the airport's a pain in the ass, standing online sucks. If anything goes wrong, it's awful. Because then, like, for me, I deal with a husband who I love dearly, but doesn't love to travel. And mm-hmm. it takes me a lot to kind of get him there. So it is interesting what you're talking about, how we sometimes have to be even more conscious about trying to, like you said, get out of those grooves and try Mm -hmm. and give them a different way to react to things.
1: Mm -hmm. It just takes so much work. So much work. Then you're working on yourself and then you were also working on them. And it's, but that's beautiful that you were able to model that. And now it's, it'll be different forever. And I'm sure sure there'll be times where she'll hate
0: it too. you like things happen, but in general, yes, it's really cute now that, she loves it. She gets excited. Like, I have to hold her back from running down the jetway. She, like, literally runs wow. down. She's always like, is this our seat? Is this our seat? And I'm like, I'll show you which one. But it really was about just, like, what I told my husband that day was, she doesn't know how to think yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell her how to think. And I'm going to tell her to think about this in a really positive way. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's simple things. Like, there were times, not to hijack this, but I remember when I would travel alone without, like, when I would go away. Um, I would never, I always, and I've talked to people about this. I would always phrase it to her like, mom has got to go away for a few days to like work, but how exciting you get to play with dada and you get to do this. And then I'm going to, like, I never once even said, now I'll say it when she's older, but when she was a baby, I never was like, oh, I'm going to miss you. I'm so sorry. I'm leaving. I never used those words. It was always like, you're going to have the best time. And then she was like, excited about it. how did you know to do that? I, I think part of it is A, I'm a very positive person, but okay, besides. You're so that, lucky. <laughs> yeah, yes. But besides that, I do have a husband/slash partner who, again, I love who struggles with it. Yeah. So I think I went into parenting, trying to be really conscious of making sure we could do our best to mitigate it as much as possible. Look, life right. happens. People form their own opinions, people get negative. I mean, shit happens, but I was like, what can we do at the early stages to try and get her? to really look at things as positive as possible. Because you see, there mm-hmm. are things that are also innate. I'm sure some of this is also innate in him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, Like, mm-hmm. I see things with her too, where she'll go to a negative place. There's just things she was born with, fears or whatever it is. But I do my best to just try and like shift it and not mm-hmm. give that the credence until she gives it to it for herself. I always say like, right. let her decide she doesn't like something. Yeah. I don't want to put in her head before she decides that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, it's like, let her totally. decide she doesn't like those foods. I don't need a... Give her the example that I don't like them because then, of course, she's not going to like them. Or let her decide one day that travel is not for her. But in the meantime, let me give her a clean slate of loving travel. And Mm -hmm. then if she doesn't like it, she doesn't like it. Mm -hmm. But that was kind of my philosophy. Like, let me give her a clean slate. And then as she gets older, let her form her own kind of like opinions on it. Right. But I didn't want, I was like, but I don't want to give her her opinions. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. But it's hard. Totally. It's hard.
0: And so you kind of like fell off the wagon, let's say.
1: I, I, I didn't. Well, I was given permission because I, I spoke to Jeff. And again, like the, even the it's language hard. I use, I was like, given the wagon. permission by my meditation teacher. Um, I talked to Jeff um, and I said, you know, I'm, it's really hard for me to get both in because I also it's, like to work out. So like if I get up at like 530. Again, I didn't
0: get any in for like a I'm, good chunk of time. It was awful. I just stopped yeah. doing anything for myself, period.
1: Oh, that's really hard. It was
0: horrible. But it's I'm saying really, like, really, really I don't, hard. I say this all without judgment as my point it totally. just happens. No, 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 totally. Yeah. I
1: know. But I had, I was able to do one until you, there's a, there's a little unsaid rule where you can do one, cut down to one meditation until they're like two. But Rowan just turned to you like two months ago. So I should really get that's back hilarious. to my regular I love practice. that that's the unsaid rule. <laughs> <laughs> but um, again, I find it really hard. Like 40 minutes a day for me is really hard. But then what I'll do is I'll, I'll kind of like cushion the um, like what I would usually get for meditation, which so if I do, if I get one at the end of the day, like that's beautiful for me, but then I'll, I'll do things to calm myself down throughout the day. Like listen to podcasts or read something that's spiritual rather than just, you know, checking Instagram constantly. Cause I I know what feels like the bad. And then I know what feels. So let's go. talk about it.
0: What fuels the bad for you?
1: Um, I think, um, focusing on what I can't control, like, and that's where the business drives me nuts right. like for someone who's such a control freak and so anal, like I, I picked the wrong business. <laughs> um, I like it's it's like shocking to me. but maybe
0: you picked exactly the right business because it's your lesson. right.
1: true. true. but fo- fixating on you know when when something is gonna happen or or why you know they're not calling back or or you know why a show isn't going at a certain time, like all of those,
0: uncontrollable uncontrollable
1: right? like crazy it's like things. your nightmare <laughs> yeah so so focusing on that um oh my gosh like thank god they're 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 now unavailable but like message boards like back in the day Ugh. back in the day i would like go on imdb and i would read message boards and i would just torture myself
0: no you got i mean i remember and i'm i was never an actress but even on the executive side like if there was ever anything written about me i just wouldn't go to deadline like at all unless like I, some, I, or I would have someone read it for, I'd be like, can I read it? Should I read it or not? Because I just refuse. Cause it no. just, just people are so cruel. And that stuff
1: sticks. Like of it course. just sticks.
0: So, um. So I can't even imagine you get it a hundredfold. So yeah. So
1: then Instagram, I mean, Instagram can also be a little bit toxic in that you're just constantly comparing yourself. And like you you always see where the parties, you know, where you're not at the party or, you know, who's doing what. And people are always showing their best selves. And then some people are brave enough to show like. Everything, but I'm not that brave. So it's right. like, You're like where do I fit in? in yeah, this? yeah. So I find that social media can be a little bit of a black hole.
0: Are you good at doing like detoxes, like social media detoxes? Are you good at putting it aside for a little bit? In theory. In theory. <laughs> in theory. You try. It's hard.
1: I, I try. It's really hard because when I don't when I don't have it with
0: me, I, I notice that my body just oh, we're goes addicted. there. It's we're, like- We're it's, so addicted.
1: It's sick. It's really bad.
0: We were just talking about it today, actually, about the detox. It really is an addiction. And you actually, if you're going to try and get off of it, you actually have to like do it for a chunk of time to actually reprogram. <laughs> like
1: how long do you think it takes?
0: I mean, to really do, I mean, anything that, what do people say habits are like 21 days, but I think at least like, I know someone and I love this. They do it for 24 hours every week. And I think that's, that's actually- good. Oh, doable. I think that's actually really doable. I think Mm -hmm. we could all do that. I think especially once people around you start to know, oh, this is the day they're not reachable, they stop trying to reach you or they at least stop having the expectation you're going to get back. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the problem is I think society's expectation and us feeling responsible for it. So at least as far as texting or getting in touch or emails, I think if people know that goes away. And then it's, I think if you literally put your phone somewhere so you're not scrolling to oblivion for 24 hours, it's just helpful to have Mm -hmm. 24 hours of like clearing your brain, doing whatever it is you want to do in that time, whether it's self-care or spend time with the family or read books. I mean-
1: mm-hmm. I know I really miss reading books. I miss reading I feel books like too. That's
0: like, I'm just starting to get it back. And yeah. it's, it was hard. I mean, that went out the window too. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, but then like, what are things we can do? This is what I always think about. What are the things we can do to try and get the things we miss back the most? Is it waking up a little bit earlier, which is hard when you have kids? Is it- you know, not watching TV one night and giving yourself that one night of reading instead. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I mean. It's always mm-hmm. like, how can we be practical about?
1: And it, and I find that, like,
0: for example, if I want to work out, so I get up
1: at five thirty before the kids are up because then there's like zero guilt, right? Um, or when it, when my husband's away for some reason, it's much easier for me to read. I find that like, yeah, it's it's so much easier for. When me to- do
0: you read? Like, is it? Uh- at and night. the bed thing, like going to sleep.
1: Yeah, at night right before going to bed when the kids are already asleep.
0: So maybe that's why you guys talk a lot, like, at night.
1: Or we just love watching TV together. I know. It's just our thing. I know. So it's so like, relaxing. And it's TV the biggest waste of time, sucks.
0: and I love it, it too. It is. And it's like, I always say, if I would actually stop watching half the shit I watch, so I would get so much right more now. done. I know, it's really hard, though. yeah. So you're in this place now of, like, trying to, like, re-up your practice back to where it was. Mm-hmm. But it still seems like you're very in touch with your practice, which is great. Like, I always say the first thing is people have to be easy on themselves. Like, the more it's pressure true. you put, you almost, like, undo the 20 minutes you're doing every day. It's true. I mean, you're doing 20 minutes. That's more than most people are doing every day or at all. Right. Which is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And you do find that it keeps you more balanced as a mom now.
1: Yeah. as a mo- And I also, it's something I talk about openly with the kids. Like I'm like, I'm going to meditate or with Julian, I've, Julian's a little too smart for my game because I'll often say like, <laughs> let's take a breath. And then he just starts making fun of me and he takes like 10 like really shallow breaths.
0: What are your biggest challenges with him? He sounds like he's the challenging one.
1: Again, he's just, my biggest challenge is that he's not afraid of anything. Like if I say, okay, I'm going to take away TV. He's like, I don't care. If I say I'm going to take away your Legos, I don't care. Like he just, and he's also really smart. So he knows the he hardest. knows to, how to like get to you. Like, he, like before I left today, you know, and I've barely been working this summer, but he was like, I don't want you to leave. I don't want you to go work. How long are you going to take? And it was just like this
0: gut wrenching, endless,
1: like, and I, and I, I mean, I was like, you need to get off the driveway because I am leaving. <laughs> like you need, like just, so he's just, and and it's also really hard because he'll also hit me with like, I'm not sure if your daughter's gotten to the stage yet, but like the other day we were all driving and he was like, "What's gonna happen after I die?" He's How
0: like, old is he? Four. He's
1: all about to turn five. He's like, "I don't want there to be That's sand heavy. in my eyes when I," die. and I was like, "Oh my sand god!" In my eyes. And then my husband had worse like, response because <laughs> my husband goes, "No, no, no, you'll be in a box." And I go.
0: Dude! poor kids now sitting here Dude. thinking about what it's like to be I did that by the way I, I mean, when I was little I used to think about what it was like to have all darkness like me all me too time. I was so morbid I was like
1: I wanted to be buried with someone or I would like look at my because hand. it's a very
0: lonely idea especially as a child it
1: really is so and then I told him about I was like no 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 we're gonna have a viking funeral and they're gonna sh- shoot arrows at us in a boat and like he, he made loves, it glorious yeah, yeah he like romanticizes things but he asks about like reincarnation he'll be like If I die, will I have the same mom?
0: Will she be more beautiful?
1: Like, he'll ask things like, and I'm just like, Are you? But I feel
0: like you got like the best son for you. It's like someone who really challenges you and he keeps does. you on your spiritual game. Because it yeah. feels like it's something you've been craving for a really long time. Yeah. And you've been doing. And it's like now you have a kid who just keeps like forces you to stay in it. Yeah. For so many reasons. It's true. It's kind of beautiful. It's true. Yeah. Like that's really amazing. Yeah. He's like your own teacher for sure. He
1: is. He's your sure. number one teacher. And it's something my therapist told me. um, That's something my therapist told me like before I had kids and, and, I, and I wasn't getting that. I was like, you know, I... I don't feel like really, like, I'm not really good at this. I don't, it's not coming naturally. And then like, it's not until relatively recently that I'm like, oh my God, like it's, it's ha- like, this is what she meant. Like he is my little spiritual teacher because I'm literally having to do all this work again because of
0: him. And but that's, that's amazing. That's Beautiful. Yeah. Do you feel like doing the work and you say again, how do you feel like it's shifted for you this time versus the first time?
1: I feel like the stakes are higher because I don't, because again, I, like I, I'll, I'll hang out with my mom and I'll be like, oh my gosh, like I, I see like why I have certain things that I do. Like she did so much that was amazing, but then there's so many things that I'm worried about or scared of that I shouldn't be, but that it's almost like genetic.
0: Do you feel like, so how was your childhood? Like you guys were clearly a tight little tribe. Tri-
1: tight little tribe. Um... Like idyllic. In in Brazil, from you said we moved from London to Brazil and then to New York.
0: Oh wow. So you were all over.
1: Yeah, we were all over the place. But but I mean it even happens now. Like my mom doesn't like doesn't throw parties or socialize. Like it's difficult for her to like just adapt and, and change course quickly. And and so then I've I've tried to do the polar opposite and I try to entertain like every weekend. And I, you know, I've I went from from like barely being able to socialize with Andrew to now like being completely fine. That's um, great through a lot of work. Yeah,
0: that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like um, did you get along with your parents growing up?
1: Yeah, and we're super close. Like You're we, still all, really we all we all live in LA and we see each other amazing. like, weekly.
0: But yeah. what do you feel like was the struggle for you as a kid?
1: The struggle for me as a kid was was I mean I think it was like by God's grace like I, I had a <laughs> career because that, it was something my mom did not condone. But I was like, well, I'm going to do it anyway, and And I like, I just knew that I wanted to do it and I went for it. And I'm so grateful that I did. Um, But it was always about having an identity outside of my family and not feeling guilty for having that identity. And it even happens now. Like if I don't include my parents in something or if I don't include my sister in something, I'm always like, oh my God, they're going to be mad at me. Do You feel like you have to tiptoe sometimes and like hide the fact that you're like, can
0: we just do a dinner without them? Yeah,
1: and that's what happens with like super close-knit families. I think it's like such a blessing and everyone's always like, oh my God, your parents are helping with your kids and da-da-da and it's so nice. But it's also like...
0: Do you think it was harder for you to, like you were just saying, find your own identity, just who you were? And Yeah. Because like, I know we ta- we touched on it a little bit, like still like, who am I below all these surfaces? Yeah,
1: I think so. Because you're constantly, you know, deferring to someone else. And 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 for me, it was hard. I think you internalize your mom's voice, or at least I did. And I, I that's why I also feel so much pressure as a parent. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want Julian to internalize the wrong thing. Or I don't want Rowan to internalize the wrong thing because i hear my mom's voice sometimes and i'm like oh my god that's my mom that's not me you know and i'm 38 so like, was she crazy. was crazy she
0: is she she's high anxiety then too clearly. she's high
1: anxiety yeah and so I mean, that's is. hard to be she right? wouldn't say she is but she is
0: right of course yeah. and then and that's hard though as a kid do you feel like do you remember certain things, like ways you would act, do you think because of like having that anxiety around you all the time? Were you anxious even as a child?
1: Well, now I that- look back and like Julian has trouble falling asleep sometimes or sometimes, and, and I'm trying to get him to like verbalize it in a better way because sometimes he'll just scream and be rude to people. And, and I'm like, just <laughs> tell me like it's too many people for you or you need to take a right. break or you want one-on-one time with mom. Um, but I look back and... Um, and my husband says the same thing. Like I had, I could not have sleepovers. I, and like, basically I couldn't have sleep. Like I went to college and I was still coming home every weekend. Wow. Like, yeah. I mean, that's a little nuts.
0: Do you Did you ever go through a phase of being angry at her or no?
1: I think in my, I went through a phase because everyone says they rebel in their, in their adolescence. I rebelled like in my twenties yeah. after school, I was like, I can't talk to you for a little while because I couldn't. It's like I couldn't. It's like I need Alan on. Basically, I couldn't talk without no, it's like getting completely a thing for sure. enmeshed. You know, yeah. and so and like without like triggering a fight and it, and you know, some stuff has surfaced, um, as well. It's like having kids because they parent differently. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wait,
0: step back. Like, this is how we're doing it with Julian.
1: And, and so, um, yeah, it's, it's the
0: struggle. Do you think actually having kids has in a weird way helped you set better boundaries with your mom and yeah. then
1: maybe? Yeah. And with friends, like if, if like you can mess with me, but if you mess with my kids, like you're like, I next, love
0: it. It's higher. Yeah. There it is. Wow. Yeah. What about was, now your mom was also like kind of in the industry, right? Was she like a supermodel?
1: Yeah, she was a supermodel in Brazil.
0: So how the hell was that being a child of a (laughs) supermodel? I mean, that's a whole thing in and of itself.
1: It is. I I remember um, everyone just being like, oh my God, your mom's so beautiful. And I was like, she's not, she's my mom. (laughs) I didn't, I just didn't understand it. But, but, you know, I'm so grateful for it because she taught me like the importance of eating well and the importance of taking care of yourself. But but, yes, there was, like, a, there was a, a was there huge... Almost,
0: was there a lot of import on that? Like, no, it's always was. tricky with kids. Like, that balance of, like, I get nervous because I have a girl now. I'm like, e because oh, Because you, you really so want to make sure that you're teaching them healthy ways of eating. But then at the same time, you don't want it to become all that they think about. Because then, inadvertently, you're, like, teaching them not how to be... It's so tricky. It's tricky.
1: And it's you also really can't tricky. go to the other extreme of, like, not exposing your kid to, like... Because, I, I you know, there's some people that don't expose their kid to any TV or any film. Right, or, or any sugar, and then they binge. Gr- right. Actually, my mom was kind of like that. She was like, it was all organic, like Extreme. no sugar, no. Because so that's probably that how she was living at that
0: point. Right?
1: And, yeah, and she eats extremely healthy, but she thinks sugar's like the devil. And so <laughs> with the kids, she's often like, like, don't give them that. And, you know, oh, they're acting that way because they had sugar. And I'm like, oh, my God, no, it's not. It's not.
0: Was it hard for you? Like, because that is hard. I remember I had my mom was a little bit like that. And I felt like I struggled, especially in high school, a little bit with like my relationship with food and what it meant like i had to figure it out for myself and it mm-hmm. can be really tough as a woman like it's because you're tr- you're so desperately trying to be healthy but like what does healthy mean when you're a teenager and you're a kid it's like when mm-hmm. you're burning more calories than most people do you know what i mean i feel like you start yeah. putting limits on yourself that aren't exactly healthy but just because in theory they're healthy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine for you, that must have been really hard because a supermodel lives by that so strictly, usually. She
1: does, but she also has, like, I mean, she was supermodel in Brazil, so she doesn't have, like,
0: crazy, <laughs> like, she's like a Brazilian it's not, supermodel. it's
1: not like the, the, the stick-thin, you know, body image. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so that is good. So it was more about, like, healthy and, y- you know, you should have oats for breakfast and, like, <laughs> what is this cereal that's disgusting that has, like, processed stuff in it? It's, like, that kind of
0: you know. And what was her relationship with like beauty, like and teaching kids about beauty and like self? Do you know what I mean? Was there I remember because I always find that fascinating too. It
1: was it was there was there was so much like ritual involved in like like if there was a party, like we would get ready for like hours and like put rollers in our hair and put makeup on and and it was fun. Um but I I always think of my mom as it's really interesting that we're talking about this because I always think – I think my mom cares more about appearance than I do, right? Mm-hmm. But then recently a behaviorist said, like, you know, because I said, you know, I'm worried that Julian's like – Julian talks a lot about, like, she's beautiful. He's not beautiful. Like I mentioned, um, like, he'll work with, like, a, a karate teacher or whatever. He's like, well, is is she beautiful? I'm like, dude, where are you getting these ideas? <laughs> You're four, right. So then I started watching myself, and I, I started to realize, like, I'll say – like, if Andrew dresses Rowan, like he's completely mismatched and it's a mess. I'm like, that bugs me. Right. And, and so I you, never thought of myself as like.
0: But it's ingrained in you. There it's was something in me. about how you portray yourself mm-hmm. that was very much, even though it was fun and it was like, yeah. you guys had a good time doing it, it was still all about like. Yeah. And again, this
1: industry as well, like, well, really that, that. I know no, it doesn't. doesn't and he's help like anybody. always watching me get hair and makeup done in the kitchen and like, that's the norm.
0: Right. So, yeah. That's so interesting. So, has your mom noticed a change in you through meditation? Like does she, does it at all affect her perception of like anxiety? She
1: does. And she's open. She's like, I tried to get her into therapy and she said no. Um, cause, cause again, like super, it's a different school of thought. Very different. Um, And I lost that battle, but I feel like actually acupuncture is the next thing I'm going to get her into because I think acupuncture. Dying to know how it goes. Acupuncture is great. Acupuncture is. It might be
0: actually a really good step because at least it's a little self carry too. Like just kind of relaxing.
1: Yeah. So
0: that might maybe get her there. Totally. And this is me. I want to do the for yous because I think you have some really interesting things to say, and I love that you really do seek, which is so important. Like you're just Mm. seeking answers I'm learning constantly which I think is amazing. So I feel like you have some great things to say. So your and your favorite book.
1: My favorite book is um well, right now I'm 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 reading Pema Chodron's Start Start Where You Are mm-hmm. and that one's great because again it's about being easier on yourself and like which we could all do. Yeah. Um and then the other one's the Michael Singer book which The Untethered Soul because amazing. again it's all about like Stopping, like, not taking your thoughts. So, like, you are not your thoughts, which for me, I was like, wait, what? I'm, I'm not. not?
0: <laughs> and then that's what you can teach your son, which is incredible. Yeah. Inspirational teacher. Um,
1: Pema Chodron and Jeff. I, I really love Jeff because he brings, um, he just brings so much humanity to it.
0: That's incredible. What about... Do you journal or have any other daily practice? And I know you do meditate 20 minutes, but you have a different practice I do. on top of that. I, I
1: try as much as I can to to do a, gradi- a list of gratitude. And I, try, I had two girlfriends on this texting chain and every day we had like five things you were grateful for.
0: Oh, I love that because then you hold each other accountable. Totally.
1: And you also like, you know, it's a nice way of cluing each other into like, what you're doing because you say like oh jw got like an a on his test and you know it's a, it's a nice way of knowing oh that's great you so you doing. actually
0: physically write out your gratitude list and you have it with friends i do so it's like does someone ever say where is it like do you guys yeah, hold each it's other often animal? me
1: <laughs> it's often me being like guys we're dropping the ball let's go but
0: that's great yeah it's what fun. a gift you're giving them too because that's i find gratitude lists even if it's just mental and like not physically on paper are huge because mm-hmm. I think it just reminds you like how much good is out there. Mm-hmm. So that's incredible.
1: And if you're stirring, I think to journal and to just get it all out is also really healthy. Have you always journaled? Um, I used to as a kid. And then recently I started this writing class, which I love. And and it's just about like, it's just... Purging. Oh, it's <laughs> about purging. And it's so, it's so wonderful. And so that got me back into journaling.
0: That's awesome. What is the first thing you do when you wake up?
1: Uh, first thing I do when I wake up is... Um, well, I just get up and run. Um, but I also try to like, when I'm, I'm, I'm present enough to, I just try to make a mental note of everything I'm grateful for.
0: So you're a runner. Is yeah. that one of your main forms of exercise? It is. Do you find, cause to me, I find running very meditative actually. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the times I actually kind of disappear. And the next thing I know, I'm like, I feel like I haven't thought of anything for like 10 mm-hmm. minutes, which is crazy. Cause I'm yeah. always thinking of something. Mm-hmm. Does that happen to you too?
1: It does. It helps a lot. And, and also sometimes I just, I kind of mesh meditation with running. Like instead of watching, like some days I'll, I'll slip and I'll watch like the Kardashians at like. Love. It's early and I have to're oh botched. But sometimes I'm a big fan I, of all of that. <laughs> like the other day I was listening to um this guy Les Brown and like he just like he he it's almost like I don't know if you ever listened to like Abraham Hicks mm-hmm. and those like if I listen to something like that while I'm running, my day is completely different.
0: It's when I listen to stuff like that when I'm running too, and it always surprises me. I thought at first it would like really weigh me down as yeah. far as a run, and it's been great. Yeah. So that's so interesting. I love this conversation. I'm really appreciative of all your honesty um, because I think it's so everybody in life, especially is struggling. Like we're all exhausted. We're all beat up. Mm -hmm. We're all way too hard on ourselves. We all think we could be doing everything better. And I think especially the conversation around parenting on how much we do transfer to our children without even realizing it Mm -hmm. and starting to take a more conscious approach, I think is huge. And so I really like appreciate everything you shared with us. Thank you. Now Jordana is going to do her personal practice, which is a passage from Siddhartha Gautama Buddha, which reminds her that she's not controlled by her thoughts.
1: This is one of the quotes that, um, that Jeff Kober shared. Cause Jeff, Jeff has this thing called, um, it's like daily thoughts. And so I read this, I read them every morning and he often starts with a quote and then sort of elaborates on that. So this is, this is excerpted, Ex- excerpted. This is an excerpt yes. from that. Yes. <laughs> um, the thought manifests as the word. The word manifests as the deed. The deed develops into habit, and habit hardens into character. So watch the thought and its ways with care, and let it spring from love, born out of concern for all beings. As the shadow follows the body, as we think, so we become.
0: Then Talks is produced by Michael Burke, Mike Burns, Reem Edon, Nicole Rappi, and music by Alex Fetter.